You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2 o'clock. A busy show here today as we transition somewhat from basketball uh, into spring football. Yes, it's that time of year. Kirk Ferentz is meeting with the media today at 2 o'clock. Uh, so we will talk to Scott Dockerman, Land at 10, in advance of that. Dylan Montz will be here at 1240. Uh, Iowa State's... Uh, uh, Starting their spring football as well, and Dylan is on the football beat. We will talk to Dylan uh, about the uh, what we can expect, some of the questions on the Iowa State roster. We'll also get into the into the basketball with both Doc and uh, with Dylan. We'll take a look at the Big Ten teams remaining with Scott and the Big Twelve, the four Big Twelve teams remaining with Dylan Mods. We're going to do some NFL in the one o'clock hour. Tim Yotter going to be here. VikingUpdate.com. Vikings have already had a. Um, I don't know. Fascinating might be a little bit over the top, but look, when you have three quarterbacks in your roster and each and every one of them jettisoned and very quickly find a new home, and oh, by the way, you signed the marquee free agent of the uh, of the offseason, you're doing some business up in the Twin Cities. So we'll talk to Tim Yotter about that. And then Blair Kirkhoff, Kansas City star. He's headed to Atlanta uh, for the Thursday night, late game, I want to say, Trent, I think it's the late game, K-State and Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And then depending on the outcome of that, if if K-State doesn't advance, Kentucky picks them off, he'll jump on a plane and head to Omaha in time to watch Kansas as they play on Friday. It's good to be Blair Kirkhoff. He was in Charlotte last week. Um, (laughs) I mean, look, he's working, air quotes. You and I are working, by the way. Yeah. You don't look too busy over there. No, Uh, no, not at all. It's not not very taxing, is it? But at the same time, uh, it it would be, I mean, that would be a pretty fun gig, right? Yeah. And uh, Atlanta is going to be overrun with Kentucky fans. Without a doubt. K State fans, though. Their first Sweet 16 since. No, it's been a while. Been a while. Weber's never been there. He's thought, lo- this is the first time he's ever won a game at K-State in the tournament. I thought he'd been there once. Is that right? He 0-3 coming well, into this year, and now he couldn't have been. 2-3. Well, good for him. I yes. mean, he's been to a Final Four. We know that. Yes. Um, but we will uh, catch up on K-State and uh, look at that that entire South region, right? We talked about it yesterday. A 5, a 7, a 9, and 11. <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody had. So we will do that uh, coming up here at about one forty. Trent, I guess where we have to start today, it, it never ceases to amaze me how smart people in this world are as frivolous and as willing to just throw money, good money after bad money into a pro- into a project that has absolutely no chance of success if history is to be our guide. Okay. There's going to be well we we already knew that um uh there was going to be that the XFL was coming back in 2020, right? Uh-huh. Vince McMahon was bringing his league back in 2020. There's going to be a league that starts prior to that, Trent Condon. And CBS is involved, and Dick Ebersol, you remember the name Dick Ebersol, sure. who was a partner in the XFL along with Vic, Vince McMahon, Ebersol's kid, Charlie, uh, has got and some former players involved. Jared Allen, former Kansas City Chief and Minnesota Viking. Uh, Troy Palomalo is involved. But at the end of the Super Bowl next year, what year are we in, 2018? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
2000, February of 2019, there's going to be another professional football league try and gain a foothold in this country. It's going to be played in eight cities. Chris Hassel may play a role because CBS Sports Network, which he is now a one of the faces of, yes, right? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's clearly prominent. is. Yes. Not just play-by-play, but now with their new CBS Sports HQ. Right. Where it is 24-7. Mm-hmm. They have what SportsCenter used to be on. And right. all the CBS personalities are on. Our friend Matt Norlander is on there. You See know, college basketball. Yep. Yep. Matt Snyder, who we have on during baseball. See, all those people are on there. And it's, you flip it on, it doesn't matter. If you're 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. and everything in between, they have anchors there. It's mm-hmm. like ESPN News, news was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before... That kind of got pushed to the wayside. That's what it is. And, and I've watched it a few times. I've seen Hassel on there a few times. It's really good. Well, and, and Hassel, I, I got to think that his duties are going to expand because he's very good at play-by-play. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where this league is going to be shown at. Now, they will start the year on CBS. Again, it's the week or two, maybe a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl is played this year that this league is going to start. They're going to try some rules tweaks. They're not going to make it as you know, as off the wall as the XFL. But, Trent, it's never going to work. I mean, how many times can smart businessmen in this country think that they're going to reinvent the wheel by trying to extend the football season? And I'm as football crazed as anybody in our audience, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. I hate it when the season comes to an end. But I don't want to watch inferior product that's not going to move my needle just doesn't you know and this is it kind of goes in the same argument about we're hearing a lot about college basketball and the one and duns and the g league continue to develop mm-hmm. and why don't you just pay them and put more invest more into the g league and well make it and happen. then lonzo ball's old man's trying to come <laughs> up with that league right, right. right. I mean, you haven't heard much about that lately have we no not at all well he's over in latvia right now oh you know? is he he's getting stuff done over there <laughs> oh, of course he is <laughs> joe weisskamp will not be playing in that league though he was invited he yeah. will he will not turn be that down that. very yes. quickly but it's kind of the same kind of thing yes the product's better go watch an iowa wolves game it's a better product than the college product. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better basketball. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter it doesn't. as much. You have to have that that connection, that affiliation. And and without that, it's it's a losing proposition. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so difficult to get off the ground. And that's why college sports, even though there's a lot of problems with it, it's never going away. And it's because of what has been built throughout the years. And it's a weird system. And people in Europe look at you. Why your, your college athletes play at this ridiculous level what what is that about it's the way this it was built up but you're never going to be able to recapture that minor league baseball why it's so much more successful than the g league well it's outdoors it's outdoors it's right. summer right. It, it works it works been and it's also been winter and it's been ingrained it, it is something right. that has happened for a long, and, and, long time and, and look at it what the the, most, the biggest thing it has going for it it's not fighting king football yes. at that time of year. Yep. Right? And it's in it's, it finds cities that don't have those uh, pro franchises at that, that next level for the most part, and it works. But this is never going to work yet. They're going to try their darndest to get this thing going. I do find it kind of ironic that they were uh, bound and determined to jumpstart this thing, get a year jump on the XFL. I mean, Vince McMahon came up with all these grandiose plans. He's not starting till 2020. Well, this league is going to get all the players that they want, I guess, um, and then you know have a year's jump on on Vince McMahon and, and his marketing prowess. Because let me say what you want about the WWE, and I can't tell. I can't tell you. I've watched it in 40 years. I think when my grandpa passed away when I was a little kid was the last time I watched it. All right, I was a little kid. Um, 
But you know what people do, right? Yes, they people do. People do and still do. Yeah. Jimmy and B still does. Does he? Made in the 70s. He really does. He still watches. Still watches Monday night. I'm sure he watched Raw. And I made fun of him so much he, do- he doesn't ever bring it up anymore because mm. I've just I've drilled him so bad on it. I, mean, I stopped watching in high school. Right. And then, well, Jimmy B., you know, remember, I just said, who did I used to watch it with? My grandpa. Yeah. You know, Brinson's, you know, uh, old enough to be some people's great-grandpa. He is. Yeah, bouncing he is. grandkids out of the knee. And, hey, let's get some right. Jim's going to turn 80 he, on his next birthday. Around? So, I I, you know, I don't know. I see, I see him on the uh, Gawker or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's the only reason I, I know him. <laughs> but but anyways, uh, so kind of um, kind of came out of nowhere. I wanted to bring it up with you just to get your take on it. But it's not going to work. No, it's not. Will you? I mean, it's too early to ask if you'll watch. But I probably will, and then it'll probably be. Bad I watched and... game one of the XFL. Yes, and I never watched another game. Really? So never watched another week game. Week two didn't even nope. pull you back in. Nope, nope, nope. I nope. remember I was back home, and uh, we were out. I was out with my parents having dinner, and it was on, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." Mm-hmm. And then I flipped on the second week, and then you see the ratings fall and fall. Oh, yeah, I mean, be cataclysmic right. fall. And then it just it continued to dissipate, and it's just it's such a difficult time. Yeah. It just it doesn't work. over. Football, we we get the climax, the, yes. which is the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Then we know that we've got all these checkpoints along the way, and once you get to the at least from from where I sit, once you get to the draft, we're halfway home. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had the combine, free agency. Soon the schedule's going to be released. Everybody's going to be giddy about. Well, maybe not everybody. I'm going to be out of my mind. Oh, uh, you, giddy you are going to be with with that, and then we get to the draft, and then you know you get a couple of mini camps. Boom! Peter King goes on vacation, mm-hmm. which is kind of the last checkpoint because he takes the three weeks leading up, and then boom, we've got football. But once it's over. I don't want to watch another in league of inferior. I'm going to be watching college basketball. Right. That's the time for that. And yeah, just right. So right after the Super right Bowl, after they're going to jump in. Let me see if I've got an actual start date. I thought that I read it somewhere. February the 9th. February. 9th, so I can yeah. tell you that the Super Bowl is probably February the 2nd this year. So they'll jump right in. They will jump right in. It'll be a disaster. Yep. Now, CBS has one game. So it's going to launch on CBS before uh-huh. it goes to CBS Sports Net every week. CBS Sports Network is a very interesting sports brand. So, you know, like with hockey and NBC Sports Network. Which is where the wild were. I gave you bad info. They were. And I, I was, I was going to give you crap about that a little later because I went to 668 and UFC. It was, was on you. It was UFC. I did the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, what was Ken talking about? But it took me uh, yeah. an extra moment. Not quite in hockey mode, but I got over to 220. But that is a metered station. NBC Sports oh, Network. Oh, good. CBS, CBS Net is not? It is not. Uh-huh. A, and what does that mean, Trent, for people that don't know? Well, basically, they don't pay for, quote-unquote, Nielsen ratings. Accurate numbers of people tuning into that station. So, are we going to get the story from Awful Announcing, the story from Richard Deitch, though? He's moving on to the He's Athletic. athletic. Yeah, his first column was today. And uh, will we be getting those columns when it's not a metered station? You won't really know, and I'm sure the costs are going to be low also because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a smarter move than mm. first blush. Well, you'll, or you'll, maybe this is going to lead CBS Sports Network to say, okay, now we need to get into becoming a metered station. Kind yeah. of a yin and yang there, you know, deciding what it is. Because I, I love their product. I think during college football and, and especially college basketball, they do such a better job than ESPN. Do they really? In terms of their studio, their conversations, it is so good. So who am I missing? Because I seldom go to 221. Gary Parish, 
Yep. John Rothstein, those yep. are probably their two most well-known basketball guys. guys. Basketball yeah, guys, college basketball guys. Yeah, uh, Aaron Taylor's there a lot for college okay. football, who I've always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, Where was he? He was somewhere else. ABC for was he ABC? Yep. Okay, um, he's on there. Who else? They have former coach, and I can't think of who it is right now. I'm a couple months removed, but I just maybe I enjoy it because I know not many people are watching, and it's just mm-hmm. you can get kind of some different kind of insight that not everybody's regurgitating. Because that's what you get from ESPN, right? And, Everybody then takes the ESPN takes and puts their own spin on it. And maybe that's the reason that I like it more than anything. I just think they do a really good job. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Though, but, in the, but in the fall, they never get a or, – or I shouldn't say never. I don't know if there was ever, or this this past season anyways, an occasion that, I oh, i got to watch 221. Right. i got to see that game. Because it's Conference It's not USA. Power 5, right. right. It's Marshall against UAB. Right. Well, okay, watch that, or I'm going to watch Ohio State-Michigan State. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty simple one. That's interesting. You know, CBS got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They're, they're putting a lot into that HQ that we, mm-hmm. you know, have mentioned before. Now they got a football product. They have a football product. Maybe they're building that thing up. I don't know. But are they doing it at the expense of their basketball coverage? That's true, yeah. We'll see. Anyways, uh, just real quick, uh, Penny Hardaway is now the head coach of Memphis. And the reason I bring it up, just for one reason only, um, you know, you turn the clock back to 2010. And and I wonder if Memphis fans, at least some of them today, are as uh, reluctant to welcome him because of the lack of coaching experience. I remember when Iowa State hired Fred Hoiberg, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a significant amount of Cyclone Nation that didn't understand the move. Yeah. It was, a, it was a very loud talk show host in the market that didn't understand the move. One that I happened to work with at the time. Unfortunately, I was in Kentucky covering Patty O'Prado, uh-huh. and we left him by himself, and he really got under some really got under some Cyclones. <laughs> um, John Walters and, uh, and Maddie had a pretty, I guess, animated conversation. But my point being is Hoiberg had had a front office experience, and granted, in the end, NBA, mm-hmm. where you don't have to cr- recruit, but I wonder if Penny Hardaway is is at least being met in uh, by a portion of the fan base the way uh, Hoiberg was with this with a great dose of skepticism. Now we know it turned out extremely well, mm-hmm. better than I think anybody have, could have ever foresaw. What what uh, I mean, Hardaway made a ton of money in the NBA. He had never coached. He coached junior high. Yeah, that's it. And AAU, and that's the big reason for it. He has connections, and he can build that wall around Memphis and keep all the talented guys that've been leaving lately. Keep mm-hmm. them home, and, and that's the reason for this. And he's bringing on. It sounds like a pretty accomplished. Well, he needs staff to look what Hoiberg had to do, right? Yes, Bobby Lutz. That's the one name that gets all the credit for yes. this. And that, yeah, it, it makes sense to do it. I think it's easier to swallow because of Fred Hoiberg, though, because. I know that's been talked about in Memphis. I, in fact, the Gary, groundwork that he laid. Gary Parrish had talked about that. Yeah, because before it was Clyde Drexel. Oh, what a disaster that was at Houston. And, yeah, and there's been a few other times. Uh, UNC Charlotte, Mark Price had just got mm. fired this year. Disaster. But there's always. But Fred Hoiberg did it. Yep. And this is how he did it. This is how. It's not just here's my name. Let's roll the ball out. We're Put a college good. experienced college coach on his bench. Yep. Kind of was able to bounce things off of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was critical in the early stages, I think. But there's really only been one. Yep. But that's who's going to be pointed to. Yeah. Yeah. And Reggie Theus, you know, was pretty. Okay. Yeah. Legit, yeah but yeah. that was New Mexico State. Too. Right. 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 So that's the biggest fish in the whack pond anymore. That's that's the program, and that's what he did it at. And where did he, did he go to UNLV? He did. Went to UNLV. And it was a disaster. It was, didn't work out well at all. So 
Yeah, Fred Hoiberg. You just keep going back to Hoiberg and, and say <laughs> and that's the success that's they had at Iowa State, yes. and they did. I mean, unprecedented, just unbelievable run. Uh, that I have a feeling is going to be back next year. Yeah. One year blip on the radar that most saw coming. Um, next year is going to be different in our state. We'll take a timeout. Scott Dockerman, I'm going to switch gears. Uh, spring football is about to start today at the University of Iowa. Scott Dockerman will be there. Farron speaks at 2. Doc will be there. We'll get Mark tomorrow to recap that. It's underway in Ames as well. Dylan Montz is going to join us from the Ames Tribune at 1240. Uh, we look forward to that. 1 o'clock hour, we're going to do some NFL football. Tim Yotter, take a look at the Vikings. And then Blair Kirkhoff, uh, as we go back to the Big 12, Blair follows Casey. State and Kansas for the Kansas City Star. Blair will join us at about 145. Trent and I until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the Gack and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. You just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine. I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks. There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines, you must be boring. This is a magical place. Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing. Now at Menard, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Update your bathroom with Max. The orchestra freestanding bathtub has a sleek design. Only 7-11-11 after 11% off. A 60-inch U-tile shower kit gives you the look of tile without any of the maintenance. 1846.75 after 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through March 24th. 11% savings or mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man versus Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Napa know-how. Napa Night Vision Premium Capsules are up to $10 off a pair. They provide some of the best nighttime illumination of any headlamp. And if you can't see how good of a deal that is, then it's time you did something to clear up that view. Like getting Napa Night Vision Premium Capsules for up to $10 off. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, offer expires 331.18. 
Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Texas Roadhouse will be hosting their annual luncheon benefiting Special Olympics Iowa on Thursday, April the 5th at participating locations throughout the state. Come anytime between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. to join Special Olympics for a free lunch served by local law enforcement. The organization and officers just ask that you make a donation to Special Olympics when you stop in. Lunch includes pulled pork, a side roll, and a choice of tea, pop, or water. Texas Roadhouse is a longtime partner of Special Olympics Iowa. All donations made during the luncheon will go to support athletes with intellectual disabilities disabilities in Iowa. Participating locations include Ames, Urbandale, Cedar Rapids, Cedar Falls, Coralville, Davenport, Sioux City, Council Bluffs, and Dubuque. Bring the entire family for a tasty meal and great atmosphere, all in support of Special Olympics Iowa. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means, and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Well, it's that time of year again, tax time. Not all tax firms are the same. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Not only am I a tax pro, but a certified financial planner as well. We can discuss tax savings ideas and financial services when we meet. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. Give us a try. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440-1133. Advantage Financial and Tax Services. Here we go. Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor, myself, with you until 2 o'clock. Iowa State conversation at 1240. Dylan Mont's Ames Tribune. Right now, let's talk Hawks. Scott Darkerman, land at 10. Him and his colleague Bobby Legesse continuing uh, to pump out the content daily at landat10.com. Spring football. Kirk Ferentz meets the media today uh, at 2 o'clock. But I guess, Doc, we should start with basketball news, although not official uh, Twitter is um, in a lot of a lot of different Hawkeye people. Um, I, don't know, I, I guess it's credible. Where I'm going, Brady Ellingson apparently is leaving the program, which would not come as a surprise. But nothing official yet, Doc. From where, as far as you know, nothing official yet. I mean, it's going to happen, and this is one that's been kind of discussed and in the works for a long time. I mean, you know, he's going to be a grad transfer because he redshirted his first year after a foot injury. I've been hearing it all year that he was one of the five or so that were contemplating leaving. 
And uh, the fact that he barely played the, the late in the season uh, makes total sense that he's going to leave and as a grad transfer. I know the one difficulty is I think he has a, a girlfriend on campus, and that's what kind of uh, kept him from, you know, fully embracing that right away, but I think he's uh, headed in that direction. So I, I think the, the report is accurate. So doesn't exactly lead to an open scholarship, though, because Connor McCaffrey was a walk-on. They added C.J. Frederick. So if this is the case and this is the only one, no change in terms of roster construction. Is that correct? Well, Connor McCaffrey is still a, a walk-on as, a, as we speak. And, okay. uh, you know, as we saw from Fran McCaffrey's contract, you know, he got – uh, $25,000 inserted into it. Um, it didn't say specifically why, but uh-huh. it's pretty obvious to, uh, you know, why. So okay. I think that's something that could happen again. Um, you know, that said, I think, uh, you know, I mean, it makes sense to put him on scholarship, of course, but if you can get somebody else in there who can play, um, but that just muddies the minutes a little bit more, and that's what this team's had a problem doing the last few years is deciding who plays and who doesn't. Uh, Doc, I don't believe uh, that you. We've had because uh, you took some vacation. Um, we we were off or abbreviated week last week. So where I'm going is, I don't think we had a chance to discuss Tyler Cook throwing his hat into the ring as far as getting the information on should he or shouldn't he. What kind of report do you think he's going to get back, Doc? I mean, he's athletic as as athletic can be, but the the NBA is full of those guys. Defensively, he's in you know, a work in progress. Uh, uh, taking the ball 10, 12, 15 feet away from the basket, uh, still needs to work on that shot of his. What kind of a report do you think he's going to get from the NBA, and what is the likelihood that he's a Hawk next year? I think he's going to get a, a report that says, yes, he's got the, the body and the, the physical abilities that can compete at the next level. He's just way too raw to do it right now. Uh, whether that is, you know, they want him to go to the G League to get a different brand of coaching, you know, to work on his game a little bit you know, whether it's the 12-foot shot or, uh, you know, not necessarily when he has his back to the basket, always spin and go up and dunk. Uh, he's been able to do that in an incredible amount at Iowa, but I don't think he's going to be able to do it at the next level as frequently. Um, you know, and, of course, his defense. So he's got a lot of areas with which he needs to work in order to uh, be an NBA player. Um, you know, as far as I, I think it's 50-50. I mean, there was all kinds of discussion and speculation that, you know, he might transfer or, or whatever. I mean, in a way, that's kind of dumb if you're him, uh, unless you graduate, which I, I think two years might be a little bit challenging for most people. And, uh, you know, because you have to sit out a year. Right. And if he's wanting to go to the NBA now or going to play pro basketball now, why sit out an additional year before you have a chance? That's basically two years you're waiting. So I, I think um, if, you know, in, in May, when he gets all of his reports after he takes his trips and gets looked at, he's going to decide, you know, hey, do I want to play pro basketball, whether that's the G League or, or whatever, or go back to Iowa, and which one's going to help him get to the level that he wants to get. And I, you know, I, I would put it at 50-50, but I, I would say I would lean a little bit more towards pro basketball for him at, mm, at this point. Uh, very interesting, obviously, and uh, still, I guess, a window open if he wants to jump back in into Iowa. Uh, if that's the case, does that – I mean – he has until June to make the decision. That's kind of puts Iowa in a little bit of a bind. If he takes it up to that spot, they do have a scholarship then to play with, but it'll be very late in the game. And maybe this will lead to some of the other speculation out there, guys that are looking for more minutes, just looking for new opportunities, also transferring. 
you know, that domino, is it going to be up until June before we know? Or if he does make the decision to play professionally, whatever it turns out to be, will we know before that June deadline? I could see, if, uh, you know, a player or two uh, maybe making that decision that whether to leave or stay based on that. But in the big picture, it's probably a matter of are they happy at Iowa or not. And, uh, you know, and, and only speculating. I mean, two guys that are behind him that are clearly talented. Uh, Cordell Pemsel has struggled this year, but, you know, as a talented player. And Ryan Creener, who at times was very, very good. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what their decisions are made based on what Tyler Cook does. Now, you know, as far as Iowa and the scholarship goes, um, wouldn't it make a lot more sense to go find somebody right now uh, with, if, you know, when the Brady Ellingson scholarship becomes open? And then if that, you know, if he does decide to leave and use that for Connor McCaffrey next year, I think that's the way I would play it if I were Iowa. Uh, but, you know, that said, I, I don't know that those players need to or should put their lives on hold waiting to see what Tyler Cook does. Um, if they play better, they'll be on the floor more consistently, no doubt about it. Scott Dockerman, Land at 10. Doc, uh, in 90 minutes, you and the media will uh, be uh, in, in front of Kirk Ferentz as he meets the media for the first time in advance of spring football. I, I guess one or two of the, the the biggest questions that you'll have, Doc, going into that press conference. I mean, three linebackers, Akram Wadley's gone, Jackson's gone, the offensive line is now without their, their quarterback and James Daniels. Um, what, do, what do you think that a couple of the uh, the big talking points will come out of the Ferentz presser at 2 o'clock? I think linebacker is going to be a, a focal point, and I think what uh, Kirk Ferentz is going to say is um, all these players are competing you know, so no matter what we say, uh, you know, or ask, or what the depth chart says at middle linebacker replacing Josie Jewell, or weak side linebacker, even outside linebacker, it's not going to matter. You know, it's going to matter more at the end of spring, but that's not even going to matter because I think these are decisions that could last all the way till September. But the talking point, and I think what people are most interested in, is who is going to replace them. So the piece of paper will say have somebody's name, and Kirk will talk about it. I think the most pressing and the most important is interior offensive line. When you're losing James Daniels to the NFL, uh, they don't have a ready replacement for him. And I would argue that, that it wouldn't matter that they still wouldn't because he's just so athletic and smart and intelligent and tough that it's gonna, nobody can replace him. Uh, but that said, if, if it's Keegan Render, who I expect to probably be the center replacing him, then you've got to replace two guards, Sean Welsh, who's going to go to the NFL, and then Keegan Render, who's going to replace him there. You know, they, they lost four guys counting, uh, you know, Boone Myers and Ike Bucker and, and uh, you know, along with Welsh and Daniels. So they've got to they got to figure out who's going to be in that interior offensive line. And Iowa at times last year could not run block to save its life. Um, that's what cost them games against, you know, equal opponents like Michigan State, Purdue, and, and Northwestern. So I think those are games, those are, that's the most important positions to me is offensive line. Now, uh, you know, we're going to talk wide receivers, who's going to advance, who's get looking better. Um, running back is huge with, with Akram Wadley. Do they have anybody who can approach his status? So I think those are all really interesting. But to me, you know, it always starts with, uh, with the line play at Iowa and who replaces the, the three interior guys uh, is the most important question not only today, but throughout the spring, August, and then in the fall. Well, one of the guys I'm really intrigued by, and I uh, saw the updated roster with all the updated weights, Mark Hallenberger, kid from over in the Quad Cities, gains 22 pounds. He's up to 282, very talented, 
Loved his footwork in high school. Redshirt freshman. Do you think now with the size that he has gained, he's going to be in the mix for maybe one of those guard spots? I do. I think he's going to be in there competitive for some spot along the offensive line. And, and what's most intriguing to me is, let's say that, you know, because he's a very angular body still at 282, he's 6'6", just tenacious and tough. What if tackle is, is absolutely his best spot? Is that something that they would say, you know what, Tristan Wirfs, we want you to go inside and play guard and not necessarily make it as a guard is less than, than tackle, just as this is better for the football team for both of them. I mean, then you erase a couple of difficulties right away. I mean, Mark Kallenberger's got the kind of body you want from the outside, but then Tristan Wirfs could be an All-American at guard, even though he could be a, a very, very good tackle. So I'm intrigued by how that works out. You know, five best players play, uh, depending on the position. Uh, you know, or can he fit inside? You know, I, I want to see Levi Paulson. You know, I'm sure he's going to be on one of those lines, but does that mean that he's, legitimate is is he growing as a player or not so uh but yeah I, i'm really impressed with mark kallenberger he played he was the second team left tackle last year in the in the pinstripe bowl but he wasn't going to play unless they were down to, to zero bodies at the fourth quarter uh speaking of growing as a player apparently uh, nate stanley has grown as a player he's now uh, up uh, approaching ben roethlisberger <laughs> weight which we know how it's worked out for him um Nate Stan, will we get a depth chart and will we get some updated weights perhaps? And uh, I mean, the, the additional weight for Stanley, I think, can only help the way he plays the game. Yeah, we'll get a depth chart. Um, we always do. So let's cross our fingers and hope this isn't the year they decide, eh, we're not going to do that. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll get the updated weights. Uh, we already have on the website. It's, it's determined what they've done, you know, in the, in the spring or in the uh, building period. And, he gained seven pounds. He's up to 242. Um, you know, a big, strong-arm quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, those comparisons are apt. Um, you know, if he can move like Roethlisberger, and I, I think he can. He's not necessarily fast, but he's got good movement. Um, that's only going to help him in this team. So, uh, you know, one year of starting experience where he had 26 touchdowns, only six interceptions. Um, you know, I, I think he's he's capable of becoming one of those guys that everybody's going to talk about come draft time. Maybe not next year, but right. certainly after a senior year. A lot going on, certainly, Doc. A busy time. Spring football, and uh, are you guys going to have an opportunity to talk to every assistant coach? Uh, you got to be loving stuff like that. Oh, for sure, yeah. That's maybe my favorite part. I, I just wish I could get a little more one-on-one time because sure. you kind of fight with everybody. Everybody's got their own different uh, angles for you know questions and stuff, but yeah, we get them all through, you know, the spring game on the 20th, which is a Friday night this year again. Uh, you know, so I, I, li- I like to talk strategy. I like to talk uh, the nuance of the game. You know, I know my former colleague Mark Morehouse and I are that way. Bobby LeJess is certainly that way, too. Um, other people want, you know, more of the sound bites or want a little bit more information on certain people, and that's fine, too. I, you know, but I, I just like talking football, and after the basketball season we had here, yeah. um, it's done too early to, to start talking about something uh, that people are interested in. Who was the star last year? Was it was it Gervas that had all the picks? Am I, am I making this up? Wasn't there wasn't there somebody that just had a remarkable spring game or the scrimmage at Valley Stadium that just everybody was talking about? And which leads me to who's that going to be this year? But didn't that happen last year, Doc? I'm, I'm, or is this I think a senior Gervas, moment? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was Gervas. It was in the it was in the spring game. He had three interceptions. I want to say a pick six. 
the quarterbacks looked terrible. Yeah, but, you right. know, we also remember they had two scholarship wide receivers out on the field. And the, and the, but the other one that was any good was, was Nick Easley. He was a walk-on at that point. So, uh, yeah, there wasn't much to throw to. Um, so J- Jake Travas took advantage of that with Brandon Snyder out and uh, kind of won a job, at least early on, with, with his performance. Good stuff, Doc. We'll catch up with you next week. Thank you, Scott Dockerman. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Land attend for Scott Dockerman, Bobby Legess. They will have you covered for spring football. Uh, Landattend.com backslash Iowa. Iowa State conversation with Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. Uh, that's coming up following this quick timeout. Trent and I are here with you until 2. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hey, honey, I'm going to the chicken coop to watch the tournament. Whoa, wait a minute. Our team didn't make the tournament. Yeah, but, you know, my second favorite team did. Oh, really? And who's that? Um, um, the... Let me guess. You're in a pool again, aren't you? A couple of them. Yeah, gotta go. Bye. It's tournament time, baby. No need to flip channels to watch the game. The Chicken Coop has all the games from every network on every TV. The Chicken Coop, serious about food, serious about the tournament. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus, and online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Hi, I'm Baron Geiger, president of Caring Hands in Altoona. Is winter wearing on you? Are you ready for the sights and smells of spring? Do you enjoy walking or running and like the idea of meeting the needs of others in your community? If so, we've got a great opportunity for you. On April 7th, Caring Hands Food Pantry and Clothes Closet will be hosting its annual Springtime Hill Climb 5K, 10K race. Starting in Doan's Park, the Springtime Hill Climb lets you breathe in the fresh air as you walk, or run down the beautiful streets and trails of Pleasant Hill. The Springtime Hill Climb is for everyone, whether you're a new runner looking for a challenging 5K, a long-distance runner looking for a 10K training challenge to prepare for other races coming up, or just want to enjoy a walk through the community to support our fight against hunger here in Polk County. What do you think? Interested in registering for the race or being one of our many local sponsors? Just go to our website, www.caringhands.org. We'll see you on April 7th. Sandy from Collectomania. Lots of great items to choose from. Furniture, glassware, collectibles, tools, toys and games, music, NASCAR and metal signs, new blankets and caps, touch lamps, 3200 Delaware, open Tuesday through Sunday, 10 to 7, closed Mondays. Collectomania, the name says it all. Pros in the know start with Lowe's because Lowe's saves pros money every day. And this week, we're saving pros even more during our Pro Spring Black Friday event. Look for special savings on the tool brands you trust and the building supplies you need. Plus, save 5% on every purchase every day when you use your Lowe's business credit card. So, pro, now that you know, let's get started. See the Lowe's Pro Desk for more details. Offer subject to credit approval. Can't be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply. U.S. only. Febreze Car presents When Stinks Interrupt. Thanks for the ride, sis. No problem. Good flight? Yeah, it... Oh. Chicken nuggets. Chick, chick, chicken nuggets. Um, did you stop... Chicken? 
for fast food? Nuggets. Not today. Why? Oh, chicky chicken nuggets. Pro tip, sis. Pick up Febreze car, then pick up your brother. Febreze car has two new ways to drive away embarrassing odors. <sighs> now available without heavy perfumes or with extra bold scent. Breathe happy Febreze. La, 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 la. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Thanks to Scott Dockerman, Land 10, for chiming in and uh, getting us up to speed on Iowa. Uh, we will have uh, Mark Morehouse hopefully tomorrow to recap Ference's press conference. Uh, Dylan Mons covers Iowa State for the Ames Tribune. Let's get up to speed on the Cyclones, uh, shall we? Uh, Dylan, Trent, and Ken, good to talk to you. How are you? Doing pretty well. Good to talk to you guys, too. Well, I've been reading a lot of your stuff at AimsTrip.com, uh, kind of your spring uh, football prospectus. When do they actually get underway in Ames, Dylan? Uh, not till tomorrow, now. Uh, it was actually supposed to start on uh, Monday, yesterday, but uh, with spring break kind of falling around that time, uh, they got a couple extra days, and they're going to get going full force tomorrow. Will you have an opportunity to, uh, you and the media, uh, to get Coach Campbell prior to? what uh, Have they set up uh, media availabilities yet? Yeah, not until 5 o'clock tomorrow night. Gotcha. It'll be a late one, so it'll be kind of the... the uh, late crowd that will get the news, but uh, yeah, then we'll 
kind of go from there and go position by position with all the coaches as spring ball goes on. Excellent. Well, we will be imposing on you numerous times here in the next uh, uh, three or four weeks, and we appreciate that. I guess, Dylan, what's the biggest question uh, in the back of your mind? Again, you've been doing a great job with position-wise um uh, position grouping wise at aimstrib.com. We know the quarterback is going to be Kyle Kemp or, or, or do we, is this, is Zeb Nolan going to go into it thinking he has every opportunity to earn this job as hard as they fought uh, to get that extra year of eligibility for Kyle Kemp? Uh, are, are they assuming he is going to be the guy or do you believe that Zeb Nolan has a legitimate chance to come out of this uh, in the fall as the guy? I think he certainly has a, a legitimate shot to be the guy when Paul rolls around. I, I think they'll start spring probably. Um, in the past, they've tried to split up uh, the one reps between those two guys, and this, Matt Campbell's always kind of held him as open competition for the most part when it comes to quarterback. Uh, if I had to lean one way as now, I would say Kyle Kems would probably be your starter, but that's that's not to dis- discount what no one could do either in spring or when Paul rolls around. I think he's he's going to have every opportunity to go in and earn that job. And uh, even if Kemp uh, starts the year at quarterback and stays healthy and, and all those things, it wouldn't shock me to see Nolan eventually get that job if it's midway through the year, later in the year, um, because I know they're really high on his abilities and, and uh, what he's able to show just in flashes last year. So I think he's, he's certainly got a shot to go in there and, and win that job eventually. Well, uh, one one of the bright spots I think going into the spring is going to be the experience that they have up front on along both lines. Now, Tom Manning departs, who I felt was almost a wizard for what he did, especially in that first year. What they were from the beginning of the year by the end of the year was just a huge accomplishment. But now he's gone. Still, they finally have experience and a lot of starting experience coming back. How good could they build that offensive line? And how do you think it's going to shake out? Yeah, it's certainly having uh, Julian to Jones back at center is a really important uh, guy to have on that group just because he's had a full year under his belt there now, uh, was able to start every game and really build that um, that continuity, that chemistry with Kyle Kemp and Zeb Nolan last year. Um, so having him there as kind of the anchor is really big. Uh, Josh Knipple uh, at right guard, uh, he started every game last year too. He came in and just a true sophomore from Iowa Western and I thought was was good uh, in his first year. Uh, Bryce Meeker is kind of their utility guy. Um, I, I would expect he plays at tackle to start the season, uh, although uh, those things can kind of sink themselves out in spring once they kind of see what they have uh, with that group. But he, he can play tackle, he can play guard, just kind of wherever they need him. Uh, Sean Foster coming back, and, um, you know, he had, he had some ups and downs last year, but I think they really like um, what his potential can be, and obviously he's still a young guy as a – as a redshirt sophomore, so he'll be in there uh, certainly uh, in the starting mix, probably as a left tackle. Uh, and then they they had young guys, uh, Robert Hudson, Jacob Bolton, are two guys that were mentioned last year as potential guys that could play the true freshman. Um, I, it wouldn't shock me all to see one of those guys actually start on the line this year. Um, so I think uh, the spring is really big for him. And like you said, with Tom Manning's departure, Jeff Myers, who was a graduate assistant, slides in there. Um, it's a really big spring for him, too, and it's, it's important that he was around these guys in the past, I think, just to kind of develop, develop that relationship with them already. But uh, for that group all around, it's, it's a really big spring, no doubt. Uh, 
linebacker-wise, look, we, we know Willie Harvey's going to start. We know Marcel Spears, who's one, in my opinion, one of the breakout players on the entire team last year, as good as he was, um, and saw very early in the season that this guy's going to play a significant role in 2017, and he certainly did all of that. But Joel Lanning's no longer there. Is Tymar Sutton, is it his job to lose in Lanning's spot from last year? You know, I think it's interesting. Uh, he's certainly one of the guys in the mix. I think also um, a couple of names to keep an eye on are Jake Hummel and Orion Vance, uh, two young guys from, from Iowa. Um, Hummel played a little bit last year on special teams, and I think he got a few snaps at linebacker, but was a little bit limited there just because of what they had with Lanning and those other guys. And Orion Vance, it sounds like, was really impressive uh, in bowl practices and just some of the things throughout the season that the coaches would see and his name's been brought up a couple times. So I think it could be a mixture of all three of those guys, um, you know, either sharing time or maybe one guy kind of emerges during the spring or fall and seizes the job. But I think the interesting thing about that position is with Lanning, he obviously um, is a good player and showed his adaptability to, to move from quarterback to linebacker. But I think John Haycock and that game will get a lot of credit there too because they can kind of mold those guys into whatever they need that position to be. And so having young guys in there, I, I don't think is necessarily a worry just because of, of the kind of the, the leadership and the past record of, of Haycock there. Camilo Tangamoa. Uh, we talked about Boy, him a lot during sure the spring did. and then the summer and then late in the summer. He finally shows up. Now, of course, he was behind the eight ball, but the, you saw glimpses from time to time. All right, now, now this guy is going to get a spring practice under his belt off-season, summer conditioning, everything to go along with it. The upside, I think, is immense there. But but what's the expectation level? Mention the offensive line and the depth there. There's a lot of dudes up front on the defensive line, too, and he doesn't have to play 70 snaps a game. You can rotate him in. What are your expectations for Tangamoa? Yeah, I wondered if we were going to talk about him today. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he, was, he was certainly the, the hot topic a lot of times last sure year. But was. I think um, in Matt Campbell's spring perspective, I think he mentioned Tagamo as potentially a starter at defensive tackle in place of Renell Trent, who's now gone. Uh, I think uh, he certainly has all the capabilities to be that. Um, it will be really interesting to kind of see how he progresses throughout the spring and, and kind of what Eli received the defensive line coach says about him because uh, he really – it was never really possible last year with the way he came in late and, and just the conditioning things that had to happen. But now, as you mentioned, with, with the full uh, off-season under his belt, the spring, the summer, the winter conditioning that he just had in another fall camp, um, and really this is his last shot. He already registered at junior college, so this is his last go around the start of this. So uh, it's, it's, it will be interesting to kind of see what they say about him and kind of what he can do. Uh, to put himself in that position this offseason. Mm, Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune, is our guest. Dylan, uh, schedule-wise, uh, how, how is Iowa State going to handle it? Are they going to you know, prolong it? Do they want to get the 15 practices over in the three weeks? Uh, how are they going to handle things? Yeah, so I think uh, they, they do a few days a week. Uh, the spring game is April 14th, um, so that's, I don't even know how many weeks away that is. I don't know if I can do that math right now. But I think they'll have a couple practices a week. Um, and, and just kind of, like I said, we'll get position coaches as, as the week goes along. But I think they'll kind of divvy it up where they do a few a week. Um, and then I don't know if they do weightlifting and workouts kind of spliced in between there. But that's kind of how, um, with their differences in schedules between this year and last year, because 
last year I think they started spring practice before they went on spring break, and this year they started it after. So it's a little bit more condensed, I believe, but I think that's kind of how they want to track it goes, a couple of weeks, a few weeks. Mm. Last thing for me, uh, Johnny Lang's one of those guys that everybody's buzzing about. Uh, Nwango's fastest guy on the team, apparently. He missed the entire year last year. Uh, they've already, we saw what Crony can do and when he would come in, when uh, Montgomery come out. Mike Warren had that phenomenal freshman season. A uh, lot of guys in that running back room. How's it, we, we, and, and Montgomery's place is, uh, you can go ahead and write that in pen, but how's the rest of it going to shake out? Yeah, I think that's another really interesting point. It's going to be kind of uh, fascinating to watch unfold because there are so many guys back there. Um, I think with Kane, you'll, you'll see him at running back and, and get in touches that way. But I think for him, uh, something to watch for is playing in the slot possibly and being a pass catcher. Matt Campbell kind of alluded to that a little bit as, as bull practices run away as a guy that could potentially get out there and catch some passes. and. Johnny Lang, I don't know if he's as much a pass catcher, but he's kind of versatile a little bit, too. That's a little one word that kind of keeps cropping up about him. Just uh, the, the different things that he can do and bring to the table. And uh, Mike Warren, obviously, we know is a straight-line stream runner. Um, so there's, there's places for that. And Sheldon Coney is obviously, he can he's shown the ability to catch passes out of the backfield, too, a little bit, and is a tough runner. So uh, it's, it's probably going to be tough to satisfy everybody and get everybody touches, but that's kind of the one thing that the staff has tried to do in the past is find roles for everybody on the team. If uh, you know, if you can contribute in some way, they're going to give you a role. So uh, it'll be interesting. I don't know if it'll be everybody getting carries. They'll try to use guys in, in those different ways I mentioned as pass catchers or um, you know things of that nature. All right, uh, just a little less than a minute left. Uh, quickly to basketball, Jacoby Long a week ago announces his intention to transfer. Any names you're hearing, even a, a position that they're looking in to fill that uh, last scholarship position? Yeah, I, I think they're probably going to take their time on it a little bit. Um, I, I would doubt they would go a, a high school route just because of how many guys they have coming in already with those four they already signed. Um, so they could take their time a little bit, maybe get a graduate transfer. I don't know how likely that is either, but um, you probably could go the sit-out route and, and kind of continue to balance out your classes a little bit because – um, this has obviously been kind of a, a transition period with with heavy on the on the young end or heavy on the old end um, in the past. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do, but I think they'll take their time with it. Dylan, great stuff. We will uh, be talking to you a number of times here in the next few weeks. As we certainly appreciate the relationship. Aimstrip dot com to read Dylan Montz as he continues to cover spring football uh, for Iowa State. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Now, good to talk to you. Dillamont's Ames Tribune. We wrap up the hour. One o'clock hours next. Tim Yotter on the Vikings. Blair Kirkhoff on the Big 12. Uh, it's Trenton Ken on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right than you. 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. If you're a small business owner, you know how important it is to keep good records. We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. Bookkeeping, payroll, sales tax reporting, as well as income taxes, everything you need to be successful in running your business. We are not a chain and offer local and personalized service. You do what you do best and let us do the rest. Visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 Advantage Financial and Tax Services, located in West Des Moines. 1908 Draft House is the Metro's favorite sports bar. The Draft House is dedicated to fans of Chicago baseball, the University of Iowa, Iowa State, and your home for this month's big tournament. 1908 Draft House serves a great atmosphere for you to enjoy your favorite game. The original 1908 Draft House Johnston, Waukee, and now downtown's finest hangout. West Des Moines location now open also. 1908 Draft House is the bar to go to for the best made-from-scratch food. The best gathering spot for friends, family, and coworkers. 1908 Draft House is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of 1908 Draft House gift certificates for only $25. Yeah, that's a sweet deal. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast. So get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com. At CVS Pharmacy at Target, we put a little extra heart into everything we do, like actively looking to save you money, generics, 90-day refills, even rewards. Get a $5 Target coupon for every 10 prescriptions. On your next Target run, stop by CVS Pharmacy. We're the place with the big heart. Not valid on all prescriptions, including those purchased in Arkansas, New Jersey, or New York. Other restrictions apply. See cvs.com slash extracare-target or the pharmacy for details. CVS Pharmacy at Target. Health is everything. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. One of the scariest things that can happen to pet owners is having your pet go missing. That's why the Animal Rescue League of Iowa has partnered with iowapetalert.com to help reunite lost pets with their owners. We post every lost pet that arrives to our doors on this website within 24 hours, and the public can post lost and found pets and sign up for notifications, too.